You're listening to the Doctor's Companion brought to you by InStockTrades.com and TVService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corellia. With me today I have Cassandra Fredrickson back. Hello. Hello. I wish it was under better circumstances, but today we're talking about the Sixth Doctor <laughs> serial Mark of the Ronnie, um, which yeah. uh, the background and significance of which is not particularly uh, significant. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's the first appearance of the Ronnie, it is the uh, first story to be written by Pip and Jane Baker. Um, it's directed by Sarah Hellings. Uh, this is also the return of the master after uh, he was supposedly killed off because Anthony Anley's contract had expired and with Planet of Fire, and he seemed to be killed off. So they were like, okay, well, they were done with that. And then John Nathan Turner got cold feet and was like, let's bring him back because he's, he, the master is still popular. So they brought him back for this. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, not, a, not a lot going on in this one. Um, but I do I do want to get uh, – because I've been doing this with a lot of my uh, guest hosts now um, where you know we talk about a particular doctor story. So let's talk about the doctor. Let's talk about the sixth doctor um, because he gets really bad stories. Yes. But he he's so good <laughs> and it's so sad. Um, cause he's a good, he's a really good doctor and Colin Baker is really, really great. And he just gets the worst stories. Um, I don't know. What do you, what is your opinion of the sixth doctor? Um, I pretty much agree. Like he is really good. And, uh, when you think about like the long-term plan that they were going to do with him, cause they wanted him to be like a Mr. Darcy-esque kind of character where he's a complete, like jerk face and then like his companion kind of like calls him on it constantly and then he like slowly becomes a better person by like friendship or something right um but and like he does pull that off very well he is very he he acts the part he's very arrogant he's very like self-important and um, especially cause this is his second season. So is it his second season? No, it's his, it's his first real his season. First, cause yeah. yeah cause, okay. uh, cause time of the Ronnie was technically the previous season, but, or not time of the Ronnie, sorry. Uh, twin dilemma. twin dilemma. Yeah. Twin dilemma was the previous, at the end of previous season. Right. All right. Yeah. But this is technically still his first season. I yeah. So this is still like early days. So mm-hmm. he is very arrogant and, um, kind of a little self-obsessed and he thinks he's like completely right which he is but i mean that kind of defeats the purpose but um so he's kind of treats like perry like crap and uh, but as like an actor it's really well done yeah i really like colin baker but he just keeps getting terrible terrible stories like honestly i think because i hate vengeance on pharaohs like 
unpopular opinion i hate that story no so I, I i do too if you guys if you go back and listen to the episode oh, we did really? on that like oh i hate that story so much and for some reason it's like one of his most popular stories and i get that it's like interesting and compelling but that like that story is everything i hate about this era yep um including the terrible slug poop monster yep. thing the worst um but Honestly, I think his best story in this season is, like, The Two Doctors. Oh. It's honestly mostly because Troughton's in it, too. Right. Um, unless I am forgetting something. No, it's uh. Two Doctors. He doesn't really have very many good stories, which is really sad. It's true. But. It's true. Yeah, no, I, I, I love him, too. I, I just, I... It's 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 really uh, cool listening to like the big finish stuff with him because uh, Evelyn Smythe ends up being like the companion that does that arc that you were talking yes. about, and it's so good. It's so good. Um, <sighs> I think I think part of the problem here too is like, you know, I mean, I like Perry, but she's no Evelyn. That's for sure. <laughs> no, like Perry. Like the good thing about Evelyn is that. Uh, she demands to be treated like an equal. Like, mm-hmm. she demands his respect instead of, like, Perry, who has, like, no idea what's going on, and she's kind of along for the ride, and she's right. kind of a pushover. Right. Like, they try to make her not, and then it just ends up backfiring, and it's not very cool. Well, well, and it's like, you know, if you want, um, if you want someone to butt heads with the doctor, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you want this person who's going to constantly call him on his stuff, about mm-hmm. being arrogant, then it needs to be someone who can prove that he has no reason to be arrogant. You exactly. Know? Whereas Perry, eh, not so much. Like yeah. Perry's like, you're being kind of a jerk. And he's like, yeah, but I'm right. And she's like, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like um, uh, the doctor and Romana when they weren't like dating off camera. Cause then it just gets really awkward. But like, <laughs> um, but Tom Baker with, like, Romana 1 and Romana 2, because she is smarter than him. Right. Like, but in, like, a, I don't know. The Doctor is, like, untraditionally smart, and, like, like Romana and, I guess, the Ronnie, and even the Master, too, because the Master isn't stupid. He's just really petty. Right. Um, They're more, like, conventionally intelligent. Right. Whereas the doctor just has all these wacky ideas that typically work most of the time. Yeah. Um, um what about uh so uh, the Ronnie is the other th- person here cuz like I've seen now I've seen both of her her stories, her canonical ones and yeah. um kind of the same deal both times. Like they're just dumb stories. I mean, granted they're both written by Pip and Jane Baker, um right. which doesn't help matters. Uh I'd be I you know, it's a thing where I don't I it's hard to tell if she's an inherently broken character or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would love to see the Ronnie redeemed in some way. Oh, uh, I I am like a huge advocate for the Ronnie coming back actually. Yeah. Um because I think it's really cool to have like time ladies and like I I don't know if you caught um, that bit where she talks about how she can change her appearance or, like, she was in- insulting the doctor, basically. Um, but, like, 
because with Romana, like, it's canonical that time ladies can change their appearance, like, multiple times when they're regenerating, but, like, time lords can't. Right. Um, And I think that's really cool. And I I guess they kind of touch on that a little bit with, like, all that Melody Pomp stuff, but not really much at all. Right. Ish. (laughs) I don't know. I still don't know what that was. Um, But... (laughs) Like, I really want there to be, I don't know, I I view the Ronnie as, like, the Irene Adler to the Dr. Sherlock Holmes. Right. Where, like, she is the only, like, she's really smart and she's really, like, on her game and she's constantly, like, she would make, like, a really good companion if she wasn't, like, evil, pretty right. much. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I dig the crazy science angle like maybe if they update her that would not be there as much but yeah I mean the thing is like I understand like what they were doing like her her it's the idea that the master's obsessed with with the doctor and the Ronnie is like couldn't give less of a crap you know like she's just like I I've got my own deal like I don't really care just don't stop me um so like I think that's that's interesting like I feel like you'd have to give her something new if it mm-hmm. wasn't the science, um, because I mean, the problem there is just like, okay, but what's her ultimate goal? Well, just to, to science as a yeah. verb, I guess. But, but why, <laughs> you know, it's so, so it, it's just, she's just sciencing for the sake of sciencing. And then, and then uh, that's a problem, I think. Well, they kind of give her a reason kind of like, she's like, experimenting on the people of the planet that she rules randomly, which is pretty great. Um, and then she's like, oh man, I messed up, so she has to fix it and steal all the brain chemicals from humans, I guess. Oh, right, yeah, that's right. But, uh, <laughs> it's cool that she, like, rules a planet. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That is. That's true. Um, ah, motorcycle out my window. That's <laughs> exciting. Um, no, but my um, one... Thing, well, not one thing, but one of my things about bringing the Ronnie back is, like, the de- the demonization of women, like, making her a bad guy because she's a lady, I guess. Um, so that's a little problematic, like, how, like, the bad guys are always, like, well, not always, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, because she wasn't super popular, so... I doubt that she's ever going to come back, which makes me really sad because there is a lot of potential for the character. It just wasn't executed well at all. I think what I would do um, to to have my cake and eat it would be to, um, if you don't bring the Ronnie back, like, you know, create a new Time Lady character, which is great. And then what you do with the Ronnie is like, I would just retcon it so that she was a, she was a diff- another uh, iteration of the master. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love the idea that, like, the Anthony Anley master is hitting on a future version of himself, and the future oh version God. of himself is just like, um, no. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, um, no. I can't tell you why, but no. <laughs> well, I like, I also like the Ronnie because, like, I've seen, I don't know if it's, like, canonical or, like, a fan theory or something, but there's, like, this idea out there among most of the, like, classic fandom that the Doctor, the Master, and the Ronnie all were, like, went to school together. Right. So they're, like, school 
whatever rivals and stuff, which well. is really interesting to me. And, like, I feel like the Ronnie would be, like, the Hermione Granger of Time Lord class. Like, she <laughs> knows what she's doing. And she doesn't care about anybody else. She's yeah. just, like, super smart. I mean, that's the thing is when you only have one version of the character it technically in continuity, I mean, at that point, the world's sort of your oyster because you can yeah. have her just come back and be good and just be like, yeah, I, was, that was that was a that was a dark regeneration. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I ruled that planet, guys, and then I had to steal brain chemistry? Yeah, that was weird. That was that was messed up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I would like. I would love to see her back, come back. I just would want a very different take on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, if I could write a Doctor Who story, I would want to write a Ronnie story because mm. there's so much potential. It's kind of funny because like the Ronnie and then like Colin Baker's Doctor, like there's so much potential there, but they just wasted it all. Yeah. I don't think Big Finish ever came back to the Ronnie. I don't think so either, which yeah. is weird. It's surprising. I mean, they bring back everybody else, but they don't yeah. bring back her. It's weird. Um, uh, I yeah. I mean, I th- I think so too. I I think uh, also the master coming back here is really funny because it's just so. It's like it's as if you know spending fifteen. Like ten, what, how long? How long were they on on this? Show? How long was John John Nathan Turner? It feels like forever, but I don't think it was that long. Um, he was I like the last like, season of Tom Baker, right to the end, all the way to uh, the end. Yes. Okay, it's as if running a time travel show that for that long, he was unaware of how time travel actually worked, <laughs> because it's like you realize that the master, like, I mean, not to say that I'm not glad that he's you know fine and we got a great series three out of it but you can still have the master and kill him in planet of fire you know because you just have him you know be a a version from before planet of fire like it's not that difficult but Mm -hmm. no they were just like no i survived i just think it's funny how for a time travel show classic who is like extremely like just one direction everything's in one direction you have all these time traveling characters yet they yeah. always meet each other in order yeah always. it's super linear yeah it's oh it's so linear um i don't know like they kind of i think they finally figure it out in mccoy because um like they have that story you've seen battlefield right Mm-hmm. the one with space arthur right that's true yeah, so they're like, yeah, you're totally Merlin in, like, a regeneration that hasn't happened yet. Right. So that's cool. Which they need to do. Oh, they so need to do. They missed the boat with, with Matt Smith. I oh, think my God, they totally did. He would have been just great. <laughs> he would have been great. Uh, and all you'd have to do is just be like, oh, well, I'm here. And then you come back and he's done. Like, <laughs> he was there Like, for... we could have done it in season five with all that Pandora stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. <sighs> Um, so I, yeah, so I, I just think that that's really interesting that they just didn't, no one thought to do that until Mm -hmm. I guess the Merlin thing. And wasn't Battlefield written by like a new writer? I believe so. Yeah. So that explains that. He was like young, I think too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just thought, I thought that was really funny noticing that, that this time. And then, you know, also like, just like 
how does there's that there's that moment um where the master is like describing he's just like yeah and look out for this guy he's got a colorful coat and everything and you're like how do you know what he's wearing yeah you haven't met this one yet i don't know he really hadn't unless he was like creeping yeah yeah he kind of just shows up and was like oh the ronnie sweet yeah, and then he's just like, oh, the doctor's here? Well, you know, he wears that ugly coat. <laughs> do you know? How do you know? Because last time you saw the doctor, he was wearing a better one. Yeah, truth. He was re- wearing the best one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, well, let's, let's – we, we've held it off long enough. Let's talk about Mark <laughs> of the Ronnie before we do – uh, DCBService.com is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books, statues, collectibles, you know, that sort of thing at Discount Your Local Comic Book Shop. Just can't compete with Use DCBS to place your order two months in advance. Get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up, up to 50% off. Uh, so place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping with only six ninety five every time an order goes out. Thanks, DCBService.com. Also, InStockTrades.com is the site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all the orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right. Uh, so Mark of the Ronnie, um, in this story, uh, you have your, your like – in uh, sort of like uh, what turn turn of the century, like seventeen hundreds to eighteen hundreds, somewhere around there, right? Um, it's because it's like, like the beginning of like industrial. Yeah, it's pre-industrial, like like so that's that's about that time, right? No, it's um, is it even before that? No, it's after that, I believe. Really? Yeah. Everything is just it looks medieval. It. <sighs> Ish nineteenth century England, so that's eighteen yeah. hundreds. So like okay. mid eighteen hundreds. Okay, if I remember correctly, it looks so much older than that. But I guess you would be right. Yeah, that wouldn't be right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know if I should. I feel like maybe we should blame the costume designer for that. Because well, it's this... like a mining town, and there's like peasants and stuff. Well, but know. even then, it's like look at what look at what Perry's wearing. First of all, let's talk. About, I I love Perry's dress. Let's talk about Perry's dress because I will defend it. Perry's dress. Uh, she's wearing one dress in the TARDIS and then changes when she comes out of the TARDIS. I actually think like I because I've seen this so many times. Yeah. Um, she that pink puffy thing is like a coat that she puts over it. Oh. But I like the in TARDIS dress better because the pink overcoat is not a good look. No. And it's like, it just looks like a dress. Yeah. No, it's two pieces if you look at it. Oh, weird. Sure. Okay. That's, but then she never takes it off. So it just looks no, like. No, it's terrible. Yeah. But the one inside the TARDIS where it's like short sleeved and it's still got like the snow white puffs. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And then, and then, you know, she comes outside and she's in that yellow coat thing with the pink poofs. Yeah. And she looks like, it looks like something that like a female Marty McFly would wear to that time, <laughs> t- 
time period. Just reminds me of like what he wore in Back to the Future Three oh, as a cowboy. You yes. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what this is what uh, these people wore. Like, but even even at that point, like I feel like it's super dated for the 1800s. Like that looks like a like a medieval time dress. Like it looks yeah. like she should be like on a balcony, <laughs> like shou- like shouting a sonnet balcony. to the wind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, this episode also features evil hickeys, which is fun. Um, yeah. Evil. It's literally, like, the title. Well, I mean, like, the Mark of Veroni, but I'm just yeah. like... Uh, They're evil hickeys. It's, it's a bad choice. <laughs> evil hickeys. Good times. Like, I don't understand why her machine is sucking brain fluid out of someone's neck. Yeah. But... <laughs> Not even, like, the back of the neck, because that no, I can get. the side. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an evil hickey. That's all it is. <laughs> um, Sealed with a kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, and then like there's this, there's this, there's this good, this, there's this thing about about the sixth doctor where he's very sensitive, <laughs> and like you know you have the beginning of the story where the the uh, something happens with the TARDIS and then Perry says something offhandedly and he's just like uh, and then he's like this. This like he just freaks out. Yeah. And that is like an ongoing thing with the sixth doctor. That's Well, he's quote unquote unstable. Cause like three stories previously he would like laid the beat down on Perry. Right. So uh, yeah. he went all beauty choice. and the beast on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um there's also uh just the great cliffhanger where it's the doctor versus the, <laughs> the well with an endless pit, apparently. Oh my God. I love that so much. The bottomless well. Oh, um, it's supposed to be a mine shaft. Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Yes. They call it the pit. I thought it was a well. No, it's a mine shaft. Yeah, they're miners. Like, I don't know. Oh and, yeah. I guess that's true. It just looks like a well. Is... <laughs> I honestly know nothing about this time period because all we talk about is, like, the American Industrial Revolution. Right. And then they're like, yeah, and some stuff happened in England. It was rad. But, like, I don't know. There's, like, these Luddite riots and history. Like, I found I found the Luddite riots interesting. Yeah, they're interesting. and I mean, they're I, not – they could have gotten better actors to do them. Yeah. Because they're just like, ah, I'm going to push your box over. Wah! And it's <laughs> it literally what they sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody machines. Bah! But no, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a coal mine. And they're bringing in machines to, like, make the work faster. Oh. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Trying to make sense of Classic Who. Yeah. That's, that's my job. <laughs> so so you have the doctor like hanging on on the edge of this uh mining shaft apparently and uh and then you have the revenge of the mining shaft later <laughs> which is oh so great where they're just like you know what i don't think we mined enough from that mining shaft let's go ahead and reuse it yeah yikes um yeah so uh so so there's that and then like i just Here's the thing about the story that makes that just makes me laugh more than anything. It's like the Ronnie, her whole thing is like she's getting this chemical out of people's brains and it's making them angry and 
and uh, violent. And then you come up with the uh, you, you you come to the conclusion that what she's taking out of them is this chemical that um, allows you to sleep. So in reality, everyone in this story just needs a nap. Yes, <laughs> they're cranky and they need a nap. And the Rani is not allowing them to take a nap. Isn't that a form of torture? I think um, it is. Isn't that something they do? The like sleep, sleep deprivation, right? I think that's the point. Yeah. Like the doctor's like, you can't do that. And she's like, oh, man, watch me. I'm doing it. I'm, I've been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I, <laughs> I also like the implication that uh the light the luddite riots wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for her like they'd be upset about it but it wouldn't be riots mm-hmm. um i really like that and uh and then the random t-rex amb- embryo is really great yes oh my god yeah no they're baby dinosaurs in this it's magnificent yeah it, and they they're basically like those uh you know those little those little tablets that you put in water and then they grow into like a thing <laughs> that's like what they are Oh. Like the little Instagram, like foam pet thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Cause like they don't like, that's all that happens. Cause at one point the doctor does something so that when the master and the Ronnie are trapped in the Ronnie's TARDIS, uh, the embryos start growing and all it is, is it just grows. Like it doesn't do anything. There's like a vague dinosaur noise in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just ends. And then just like, a wow, dead dinosaur awesome. on the ground. <laughs> that's getting bigger. I really like the design of the Ronnie's TARDIS. Oh yeah, it's super cool. I like how like crazy complicated the console is. I like it. Yeah, it's, I was because I was reading the like background thing, and they're like, yeah, instead of redressing the just TARDIS console, they actually built a set from scratch. And I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and surprising. Yeah. Because uh, they never did that with the Master, I don't think. They probably no. They just like redressed the TARDIS set yeah. to make it look evil. <laughs> they made everything a little darker. Like, Eviler. <laughs> Just give everything a goatee. It's fine. <laughs> that would have been. Console's got a goatee. <laughs> all of all of the all of the Dalek circles on the back. They all have goatees. Yeah. <laughs> Every circle. Oh, that oh. would be the best. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh so everybody needs a nap and and then uh you know the doctor saves the day. It's uh here's the thing about this story. Like I think what makes a lot of this season's stories worse is that they're 45-minute episodes. Yeah. Cuz I don't feel like I mean this episode isn't, you know, great by any stretch. But I feel like it's not horrible. It's just like bleh. You know, it's so boring. Yeah, it is boring. It's definitely like nobody, boring. Nobody knows how to write for forty-five minute like episodes. Right. Yeah. And I applaud the fact that they like tried. Right. But like nobody knew how to do it, so it just fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like the forty-five minute episodes are almost to blame for the violence of this season because they were like, "We're in a grown-up show now." Yeah. Um, whereas if it had stayed like half hour episodes, I feel like it would be I don't be know. Similar. I also feel like Eric Sayward is to blame for all that violence too, but. Well, I wonder if he wasn't, if it wasn't his idea to make them longer. <laughs> Whose idea uh, was that? I'm not sure actually. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe he was just taking it the opportunity to finally make Doctor Who the way you wanted it to be. I don't know. Probably. But um, either way, I don't know. I, I really like... I, I, I really like that the Master is the Ronnie sidekick in this. I don't know. I would almost argue that the Ronnie is the Master sidekick. Really? Yeah. I actually hate the fact that they include the Master because it completely undermines, like, the threat of their villain. Hmm. Like... That's weird that I I totally watched it a different way. Like, I saw him as her assistant because, like, he, she's always bossing him around and... Like, not but, letting like, him do he, stuff. He, like, is blackmailing her the entire time, pretty much. Because he, like, takes that brain fluid. And, like, whenever she's just like, oh, man, don't do that. He just, like, wiggles it in front of her face. And she, like, becomes a doormat. And yeah. it really makes me really sad. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. They have a weird relationship, those two. They really do. <laughs> like, the master's, like, awkwardly flirting with her. And she's just doesn't have any patience for that at all and then he has like such a hate boner for the the doctor and i'm just like what's going on i don't understand Uh, (laughs) the master oh my god um and then after this is he just got the one more story after this is he in is he in um is he in next season at all yes oh he, he was in next season okay yeah he shows up in um Ultimate, Ultimate Foe? Foe. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 after I said it, I was like, is he in that? I guess he is. I almost, I always like, just like, forget that uh, Trial yeah. of the Time Lord is even a thing. Like, it just feels like it is this totally removed thing, you know? Separate, completely separate thing. So, I always because forget it's to like include it. like, really good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like, it's, it's good, and it's, and it's just, it's like this season-long arc. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Anyway, but he's only got that, and then he's in survival, right? That's it. Um, I think so. Yeah, this is one of his last appearances. I haven't seen any McCoy for so long that I, I don't. Yeah, I think survival's yeah. the only one that they have together, which is unfortunate. But it's even more unfortunate that it's Anthony Anley again because yeah. Uh, McCoy uh, would have been like the perfect opportunity to have a new master. He would have been great oh, with a new master. So good. Yeah, yeah. Because his his uh, the way like he interacts with the master in survival is the best part of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, that and cheetah people were riding horses. <laughs> cheetah people riding horses is pretty awesome. <laughs> that is pretty great. I don't, I remember watching that story for the first time and I was like, what. <laughs> what is happening? And Matt was like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) It was so funny. So anyway, all right. I guess that's the mark of the Ronnie. I suppose. I I don't know. What else is there to say about it? Oh man. People turn into trees. Oh yeah. That that does happen. That's right. (laughs) Forgot about that. Uh, Uh, I can't, I mean, you know, it's it's just a lot of like uh, people being like one step ahead of each other, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's it. Oh yeah, there's that great moment where the where the doctor's like strapped to that thing, and then it just goes wheeling down the like wheeling down that hill or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then what is he ends up on train tracks, right? And it just keeps going. Yeah, they like the 
because he tells Perry to push him, which, if you wanted to go the other way, you would say pull, by the way. Yep. Doctor. Um, and so he goes, like, barreling down a hill on this, like, gurney, and then, like, the mind people who've been, like, brain sapped, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, the super hyper-violent ones, they the see The cranky him. ones. Yeah, the cranky ones. And the master told the cranky ones that the doctor was the reason that they're losing their jobs. And so right. they're like, oh, man, we're going to mess up this guy's day. And so they stop the gurney, and he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then they pick him up and just put him on, like, a little mine push cart thing on train tracks, which is so funny. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> uh, that cliffhanger is so funny. That's, like the most entertaining cliffhanger I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. And then that one guy, the, the inventor guy, why does he talk like he's from Shakespearean England? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, it's really great. Um, Everyone else is talking normal, and then he's just like, thee and thine, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, the story is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Perry's really afraid of rabies. Apparently. Yeah. She's like, she keeps her up at night, apparently. <laughs> rabies. <laughs> the doctor can't get rabies because Time Lords are immune. For reasons. Just because. <laughs> time rabies. Time rabies. I'm sure that's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're time foaming at the mouth. <sighs> Just just put time in front of it. Time or space in front of something. It's, exactly. It's fine. This is this is things we learn. Yeah. Things we learn on this podcast. Space Florida. Space Florida. <laughs> uh all right, so that's that's Mark and the Ronnie. Um <laughs> sorry everyone. Uh <laughs> you'll you'll be back in about a month for enlightenment though. So that's something. Yes. Yeah. Enlightenment, good times. Um, so that's uh, that's 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 that. Um, next time uh, I'll be back talking about Legopolis with Michael Ooh. Nixon. Um, that's a second master story, I guess, in a row. That's weird. Um, <laughs> you can't get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was definitely accidental. Um, but oh well happens um and then on the other side of that uh the 10th doctor story new earth with nick jimenez and then we should be back um with paul montgomery to talk about series two of the eighth doctor adventures um oh sweet yeah yeah and then and then cassandra's back for enlightenment so that's good oh yeah and also uh new who in august that's exciting did that get announced yeah sure yep oh sweet yep august um, so you have, uh, you have, you have, you have, uh, what, th- three months probably to get, to get done, to get caught up. To watch like seven episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm considering watching just Matt Smith's run all the way through. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Um, That'd be good. Gotta yeah. get ready for episode 200. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's true. We've only got like a seven episodes before we're at episode 200 so okay yeah yeah because i figured watching all of new who was really ambitious that's so. true yes uh but matt smith's run would be good 
Yeah. Because it's, it's it's a run now. R- like it's done. Right. That's very true. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah so so do that and then you can you can uh, talk to us about it on the episode two hundred episode um, with you and Nick. Um. All right, and then after that, we have a couple of stories that I don't have guests for um, because I don't know. <laughs> The mutants and the tenth planet. Uh, I'll take those. <laughs> she says, like through gritted teeth. Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> Actually, I like the tenth planet because creepy Cybermen. Mm. But that's pretty much it. Creepy Cybermen, good times. Like the creepiest Cybermen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love tenth planet for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that's that. Uh, if you have, uh, thoughts you want to share, um, about this episode or about the Ronnie or anything else we talked about, find the post of this episode on the doctor's us and leave a comment, or you can send us an email, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. We're getting close to our 200th episode. If you send an emails to that email address, um, then, uh, we can, we can have like a little mailbag segment on our 200th episode. That'd be exciting. So send them to tdcpodcast at gmail.com if you like uh if you if you like me and you want to hear me on other podcasts go check out the mind robbers which is the flagship podcast of uh mindrobber.net i do it with my co-host matt comes out twice not twice a week every other week (laughs) twice a month (laughs) every two weeks um, and we talk about, we have a, we, we alternate a movie pick. We have a main topic that we get into d- depth with. Um, it's usually, uh, something like, a like a, like a TV series or a season or something that wrapped up. And we want to talk about it in detail. Um, we talk about comics and then just like whatever else we happen to, to consume, um, and whatever like entertainment we consumed that over the course of those two weeks, um, books, video games, whatever. And then the Mind Robbers Versus, um, which uh, just launched season three. Um, season one was the Mind Robbers versus the DC Animated Universe. So it was Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. We did every single episode um, of all of those and talked about them. And then season two was the Mind Robbers versus Veronica Mars as a lead up to the film. And now we're doing uh, the Mind Robbers versus the Joss Whedon tri- tri- or Quadfecta with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, and Dollhouse, along with like his comics and unproduced screenplays and things. Um, so we just That's launched, so good. yeah. So we just launched the Mind Robbers versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Episode one is out. Um, and episode two and three comes out this upcoming week. So, uh, so go ahead and subscribe to the mind robbers versus. So you'll, you'll have that. Um, and if you're on Twitter, follow at TDC podcast and you'll know the second a new episode hits of this show, or you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli and Cassandra is at dark hearted Rose. If you like the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes because that really helps out the show, helps people find it um, because we are just buried in a mess of Doctor Who podcasts. So every little bit helps, um, including uh, but not limited to being our street team and getting out there and and telling people that we exist. Get on uh, Tumblr, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on whatever, Reddit, I don't know, whatever. Get out there and, and tell people that we're a show and that you like us and that they might like us too. Um, do we? Do we? We have a Facebook page for the podcast. I don't think so. 
I don't think Should so. Should I make one? You can. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. That would be helpful. There you go. Awesome. Um, all right. Next time, uh, Tom Baker and Legopolis. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.